welcome back to the Tea and a Buddy podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Erica. And today we're going to be talking about produce in the UK and the US. Dun dun dun! Yes, all the produce, yeah. The different kinds, different words, the different things different that you can find. Price differences. Oh, the price differences, the differences, yeah. All the differences. Well, price differences is, you know, it should be about the same now because everything, all the prices are going up. Oh, yeah. Oh, gas prices affect produce prices. So uh, Yeah, they affect so all the So the prices. gas prices rising, then, you know, the transport, then they're going to cost more to ship. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's a knock-on effect, really. I just saw something. I mean, this is off-topic, but on-topic. Uh, I think the people were in Denmark or somewhere. Denmark? They were, they were not in Britain. But they were talking, it was a YouTube channel and they were talking about um that the price of avocados is astronomical over there right now because of course avocados don't grow anywhere around there yeah naturally you know so they have to be hot country they have to be shipped all the way over and there you go and it yeah and so it's just out of the prices out of this world astronomical i mean it's, uh, it's I mean, quite expensive yeah. even here and and you and you know mexico yeah they're grown in mexico and it's literally like just a few miles away you know that's but, the thing because you know like that's what that's one thing that you don't commonly see you were just talking before we started recording of like well i don't know what's not common in the uk that is common over here and it's it's avocados avocados aren't that common yeah you guys okay we're, we're gonna give you a well, little bit weren't of, anyway we're when gonna I give you a little up. bit of truth right now <laughs> we had this idea for this podcast like eons ago and we made the years note, ago and we made the note for the podcast um based on things that we were talking about that yeah, Pro- different produce that exists in Britain but doesn't exist in America, and vice versa. Okay, we didn't make notes of those things that we were talking about, and now neither of us can remember those things. And when I've Googled, there's like no articles where anybody's talking about. And and of course, you can find anything pretty much in in either country, you know. Yeah, that you're looking yeah. for, you're just gonna pay like an import tax. Yeah. But there are things that are just more common. There's more of them, and you you automatically like see them and notice them when you're in the grocery store and go, oh, let's get some uh, squash or let's get some whatever, you know. Um, whereas the things. You know, if you're in the UK and you're looking for specific things that might be more common here in the United States, you have to look a bit harder to find them. Like you said, avocados, I don't remember that, them being so, like, that readily being... just out when even when I was last in Britain, though. No, that's that being said, I the, the, the first time I ever really noticed them, because I never eat them, I don't like them. So mm. when I go to the grocery store, I'm not looking for them. Yeah. But... I did see them when we were last in Britain, and they did have like a handy, and oh, they were loose. Yes, yeah, they were loose. Now I remember that. Yeah, yeah, they were loose. This is a difference. This is a difference in Britain and America. I don't know why we don't do this you know, over here. In in our grocery stores, you know, like H E B and stuff like in Texas, that they just throw the the avocados uh-huh. into a box, and it's like. Yeah. Fend for yourself, you know, <laughs> yeah. grab, grab which one, because everybody's kind of like, oh, is this too, Yeah. how long is this going to take right to write, them squeezing and... them to see if they're ripe, ooh, <laughs> that's not going to be ripe, ooh, that's too soft, that's overripe. Yeah, yeah. But in 
Asda, I think it was. Maybe it was Tesco. I I don't remember. You were saying, oh, I want to make some guacamole. And I was like, oh, you're probably not going to find avocados here. That's a bit too exotic and stuff like that. <laughs> and I turned around and there they were. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, as if by magic. Mm. And they were in like three kind of um, sets. You know, there was like signs above them that said, oh, not ripe. Yeah. Um, About to get ripe and ripe mm-hmm. you know yeah and so and i was like and you were like oh that's handy they kind of do that with bananas here in some places yeah. you know use today wait until tomorrow oh you know. yeah yeah <laughs> but with avocados no it's all they're all just shoved into one yeah huge thing. yeah i don't know why and that's the thing you know like i remember you said oh i said oh yeah look at that they're all you know they're, they're divided into because yeah. you're always complaining that oh you know i can't find a a good a good one that, you know, a good avocado or a couple of avocados that are just right because everybody makes that joke of, like, they're ripe for, like, two seconds and then that's it. They yeah. can't use them anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they're not ripe. You can't use them. And then when they're overripe, that's it. You know, throw that them away. And like, waiting, waiting, waiting. Now, too late. <laughs> yeah. Now, too late. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, so I don't know how they do it in the UK. I mean, I don't know if they're still doing it. And that was the first time I've actually seen loose veg on um because you know in supermarkets yeah we've talked about this before the plastic use well in the uk the plastic Mm. use is kind of crazy and i mean they're getting on board with like getting ditching that now yeah because i've seen so many british people complain about it they're just like this is this is ridiculous. There's no reason for this, you know. Like well, yeah, everything's no. individually wrapped, and you there's know, like so you'll have much like plastic. Four, you'll have like four apples or four tomatoes in mm-hmm. thing, or you'll have uh, bell peppers all wrapped in one yeah thing, and you know it's all in a pl- in a each plastic, bell yeah. peppers individually wrapped. Well, <laughs> well, no, the cucumbers are individually wrapped, and you know people say, oh, that's to make them last longer. Yeah. You know? So we've got a little bird outside our window that's yeah. just really that's really peeling away. So if you can hear him. Also, again, we've left the ceiling fan on because summer in Texas. He's, he wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just a... like me, me, me. But they, there's lot there's lots of like um, pack. There was lots of like I didn't even notice it because you know growing up you don't really think about it. Yeah. But you, you, I think you were the one who said, oh, um, that's so much, you know. Yeah. That's, Every, that's so everything. much packaging. And, you mm-hmm. know, it was just like, and I was just like, well, it's just, you know, it's it's kind of be. No, literally, like, almost all of your produce is wrapped in plastic. Like, in little bundles, just what, whatever. I seem to think there were other things that were individually wrapped besides the cucumbers, though. Sometimes we do that. Bananas had bags as well. Bananas were in bags. Yeah, everything. Grapes, you know, obviously, and grapes are in bags over here, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, everything. There was something else, something else crazy that was just individually wrapped. Sometimes over here, we individually wrap cucumbers also i think it's like the organic ones or something like that it's too i've I've seen them before there's an organization called rap funnily enough and they're like focusing on climate change and food production and they made some recommendations and you know new research and recommendations from rap 
signal the end of unnecessary plastic packaging and best-before labels on a wide range of fresh, uncut fruit and veg in the UK. And evidence shows that selling fresh produce loose and removing date labels could prevent 14 million shopping baskets worth of food from going to waste and 1,100 rubbish trucks of avoidable plastic simply by allowing people to buy what they need. Because people are like, oh, I only need one tomato, but I've got to buy four. Yeah. You know, because they're all in like... Mm-hmm. They've got like the um, that polystyrene p- uh, plate and then they're r- shrink-wrapped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like kind of like they, you know, and they do that with apples too. Yeah. Or some apples anyway. And they call re- for the removal of that. And apparently Tesco have been on, on its suppliers to like, <sighs> oh, quick, quick, you know. Now that you've said that they put a best by date on that. I would imagine that's why they wrap it all in plastic. Yes. And I'm sort of wondering now if doing that prevents food waste, though. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, if you need one tomato, you've got to buy four, and so the other three are going to rot or whatever. And at the end of the day, it's like, who just needs one tomato, you know? Yeah. I mean, oh, I just need one tomato for this and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you're never going to use those other three. Because there's a problem in this country, and I think it exists largely around the world, but but especially in this country, with buying too much, more than you're going to eat before it, and not being able to get to it before it goes bad, you know? Yes, And yes. so then you end up throwing food in the trash because, you know, it's gone bad and you didn't. You didn't get to eat it before it went bad. Well, you know? yeah, yeah, that's that's a problem. Yeah, but then again, who needs Best Buy dates on produce? Like, you can just look at it. Yeah, and you go, can just look at it. You know, yeah. But <laughs> this is good. And this needs there's to be like, used soon. You know. Yeah, I vaguely remember like apples and stuff having a a best before end and stuff. You know, I've I vaguely remember that. You know, yeah. But I don't. I mean, and peppers. Mm-hmm. Like bell peppers, they used to come in like little, like three in a package. Yeah, I remember because they had the white rendering, and they were very cheap. Yeah, that was one of the things. And the you garlic, always got, oh, they're like... so cheap, and you can get three for like one pound here. Well, that's yeah. another difference I want to talk about. Um, I mean, since this Brexit, is n- that's probably not the case. Well, I don't know. I just I was just looking at this article. Um, it was basing it it was basing its information on a grocery store in New York City, which. Price, yeah. Prices in the rest of this country are not comparable to those in New yeah. York City, you know. But still, even in New York City, Londoners, which is also a big city, comparable, were playing, were paying like half the price of what New Yorkers were paying for like a container of strawberries that was the same size in Britain as it was in New York. Um, yeah. No, is that right? Yes, it was $5 something for the container of strawberries in New York. Yeah. And even with the exchange rate, it still worked out to only be like two pound something for the stra- for the uh, raspberries in, yeah. Lon- in London. Which again, in London, you're going to pay more for your groceries than you would in, you know, I don't know, York. You know? Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Well, in New York, yeah, in, in Manhattan, everything is raised, raised the price, you know, it's mm-hmm. so expensive because the cost of living there is so high and yeah. people can afford it. Yeah. Whereas like in London, it's the same thing if you're like in dead central 
Westminster, I guess everything's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, you can afford to live there so you can afford to pay more for your groceries. Yeah. But, you know, like in the outer boroughs, like, say, I'd like to see like a grocery store in like Queens mm-hmm. to somewhere like Tottenham. It's still going to be a fortune. I suppose it would be. I, I guess it. I guess it's just capitalism. It's still going to be a fortune. And, this and there's article, no regulation on that. This article was also pointing out that the price that Londoners were paying for their raspberries was less than what New York New Yorkers were paying, um, even with the exchange rate. Because you have to factor in the exchange rate. You know, like, okay, you're... You know, stuff over here that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Two dollars is only one dollar in Britain, but it it really evens out because of the exchange rate. Pounds to dollars. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I have no idea what the current exchange rate is. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, it's about the it's about level out. I think it's like two dollars to a dollar to pound to a pound. I'm not too sure it's maybe a dollar that is not level out. That's that's twice. You know, no, you're no, no. It's 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 not like hugely like. It's it's five dollars to every pound or yeah. five pounds. So it might be like dollar, a dollar yeah. and a quarter to a pound or something right because now. It was in back in the seventies, the exchange rate was crazy. Like the, the dollar was so. The first time I went to Britain, I was paying like twice the amount for everything that I would have paid over here because the exchange rate was so crazy. Yeah. the dollar was so worthless. The, the, the dollar became worthless. Yeah, yeah, because of the two thousand and. Five something. I I don't know. Was it the first time or was it two thousand and eight? There was like a big recession anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like that happened, and you mm. know the dollar just fell. Yeah, you know. And because you guys were part of Europe, the, we're still the, part the, of Europe. The euro, the euro was like the most valuable currency in the world. I think at at the time. Yeah, no, and I think it is still. Um. Oh, anyway, getting back to my point, though. Yeah, sorry about the, that. The, the article was talking about, so even though, even with the exchange rate, Londoners were still paying less for the raspberries, and that also included tax. That price included tax, whereas yeah. in New York it didn't. Although, I don't know if it's the same in every state, but I don't, we don't pay tax on produce fresh produce yeah not in texas anyway i mean yeah it's weird about what stuff you don't pay tax on now because i think it changes doesn't it Mm. sometimes it can go okay it it changes you're not going to pay tax on on uh, baked goods this you know no and that's it's always the same but it's just like um it's sort of like the more natural and and necessary foods you don't have to pay tax on, like milk and produce and cheese and bread, you know? I don't know if cheese is included, actually, but... Um, Dairy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the fancy stuffs and the name brands and all of that. You're oh, probably, yeah. You know... You, well, they, they've raised their prices just because their brand visibility. Yeah. Um, but But that does vary state to state, I think. So, I don't know, maybe they pay taxes on raspberries in new york city i don't really know you know someone someone listening in a big city or new york city or somewhere other than yeah. austin texas <laughs> let us know if you if you pay taxes on your produce i mean talking about raspberries they're not so i mean i don't really see too many products with that them in then then i mean you can get them but they're quite expensive aren't they you know Ooh. 
where everywhere in texas yeah oh yeah usually in the uk in the uk it's kind of like you know they're kind of prevalent you can get raspberry flavored stuff and you know they're all over the place but over here it's kind of like mm, you know there's not so much dem- i mean maybe, maybe demand for them i mean you know, i don't know I strawberries don't... and raspberries are quite equal in demand in the uk i think yeah the jams and stuff like that but you don't really see raspberry jam it's usually strawberry jam over here isn't yeah, it yeah raspberry jam is more expensive <laughs> it's more expensive because i guess it's because they don't they you know it's it's all based on how far stuff has to travel to I get suppose, here yeah, you know it's I like guess. you don't grow raspberries in texas they, you know they do, so. they do grow strawberries though i think this is um yeah yeah Potite. Strawberries will grow here. Yeah, petite in Texas has has, yeah. a, has its own strawberry plants. <laughs> yes, and I mean oh, in the UK, you know, the UK is quite a fertile area for growing stuff like that. Yeah, you know, raspberries, and you know, it's got the rain, and it's got the like anything you know, that needs a lot of moisture, moisture. but but not really oh, hot, hot temperatures. Hot temperatures, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, like the avocado doesn't really. No. I mean, people do grow it. There. Yeah, they a can. YouTuber that we watch has a couple of avocado trees. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's and possible. doing quite well. So I don't know. You have to bring them in though during the winter, I guess, which um, is kind of crazy um, yeah. once they get so big. His <laughs> 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 are his are quite big, so it's a little so bit like just just harvest them or whatever. You know, just take them. Yeah, I mean, but it, I mean, you have to bring the whole tree in though, or or mm, it'll like it can freeze. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get freezing, freezing, but it it's like. You know the. Yeah, I mean it does. I mean, <laughs> to the plant, yeah, I guess it would you for know. for for an avocado tree, yeah. yeah. I mean, apples is another thing. I mean, I was looking up, you know, because over here, they don't have Cox's orange pippin. Yeah. And you know, you is never... that a brand or is that a type of apple? It's a type of apple. Yeah, it's you're okay. Let's add this to the things to, to the list of things Dominic's always going on about. He's always going on about Cox's apples. Cox's apples, and they're like <laughs> half of the half of the British production of apples are them. Over half. I wonder if anybody's keeping track out there. They have a little list of all the well, things says, that you're okay, always going on. Cox's on the list. He's talking about Cox's now. <laughs> And the thing is, they'll know. They'll know. I mean, if you're British, you know what a Cox's apple is. It's like it's a sweet kind of like it's just delicious. And you, I couldn't find it over here. And I was like, okay, that's weird, you know. But then I was like, oh, it's not really that. It's not known at all. The over funny, here. the funny. It's thing. not growing over here because no. it needs certain soil conditions or whatever. Oh you yeah. Know? Um, they were first developed in and growing in. Buckinghamshire in 1830. Oh, there you go. <laughs> by a horticulturist named Richard Cox, and they were first sold commercially in 1850, and now account for over half of the eating apples. Um, Why are they called orange? I guess because it was kind of like an orange pip. Cox's uh, orange pippin, you know. Okay. I mean, I'm not really sure. Pippin... And a pip for those of us who have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like a seed. A seed. Yeah, it's there like a pippin, you know. It's like it's what they used to call. It's like the the variety and everything you know um but cox's yeah that's all we used to get at the uh, when we go um shopping and apples yeah, and i i, I vaguely remember about cox's oh, oh there's no cox's over and they were here. small and they were small yes this is this is what i was gonna say here's another difference you guys the size of bloody apples the size here. of the apples in america versus in britain they're like gigantic is it just apples or is it mutants. all or is it all the produce? 
I'm not sure actually. I yeah. mean, we'd have to we'd have to take a cucumber or we'd have to take something, <laughs> take something over just there. To, size to, refer- to, size referencing. Take a ta- tape measure. I can just see, I can just see you doing that as well, pulling it out in the reading grocery store in Britain, <laughs> going like, I have to do my sizing. <laughs> I have to do my I'll size take a comparison. Tape measure in my pocket. My size and we, business. And when we go to Britain, I'll pull it out and we'll measure, and then we'll we'll make like little video notes, and then when we come back over here, we'll take our tape measure out. The same tape measure it'll have to be, and we'll take it out and we'll measure the produce in America, so we can go ah. Oh, the one, the one in America's half an inch bigger, you know, yes. <laughs> whatever. Cucumbers and apples. Well, no, apples was the the thing for me. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, when I was getting these, I was, I, I thought, oh well, I'll just get a Granny Smith then, and I was like, all these Granny Smith, they're cooking apples, you know. And you were like, no, the people eat them, and I'm like. What are you talking about? This is huge. It'll take you d- two days to eat this bloody thing. <laughs> yes, you guys. He freaking he freaking hates the size of the apples over here. Like, I mean, he, it's very difficult to get him to eat an apple because he's just like, oh no, it's too much. It's too it's much. Too, it's, it's it should be kind of like just like a couple of bites, couple of bites. Whereas yeah. me, when I went to Britain, and you're like, oh, let's get some apples, and it looks like something. It looks like a little baby apple, and I'm just like. What am I supposed to do with this? I'll eat all of this in one bite. Well, there you go. You so you have to, no wonder why they sell them four, four to a package, because you need to eat four of them to equal one Amer- one, one, one normal-sized apple. No, the, it was just like I was eating this um, Granny Smith or whatever, you know. Over, I think it was a Granny Smith. I used to buy them a lot over here. Mm. I never used to get them in the UK, but they were like... Well, the other the other ones you don't see are Bramley seedlings over here. Which are are those Bramley green apples? Apple? Yeah, they're a green apple. Because a but they're they're a, a co- they're a cooking apple. apple. A Cox's apple is. It's like a oh, red coal. You sure we don't have those Bramley? It sounds a bit oh, familiar. May, maybe maybe there is. Is are they like a golden delicious? They're, they're no, they're like a they look like um, a Granny Smith, but they're like flat and they're, they're a cooking apple. They're flat. They're kind of like flattened. They're you know they're, they're huge. They're like what? like a Granny Smith over yeah. here. Oh yeah. But yeah, they're like cooking apples. Yeah. They're, they're very like flat and kind of like thing. You know, my grandmother used to buy four of them, and I used to see them sit in there, mm. and used to be like, "Oh, those look weird." <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, no, you're not supposed. Uh, you're not. You're not supposed to eat them raw. They're they're cooking apples." Yeah. And they were Bramley. I, mean, I think they're over here. They they are over here, but they're very uncommon. Yeah. It's like a lot of stuff. It sounds a bit familiar. I don't know. Because, you know, when you make an apple pie over here, you use Granny Smith's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're big enough. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) they're big enough to use. I mean, Granny Smith's in the UK. Although that's not true over here. I've seen bagged plastic up apples and they're like teeny. And they're like, oh, they're for kids or whatever. They they market them towards kids. No, no. You're thinking of, you're thinking of the little easy peel oranges. Yeah. What do you call them? Cuties, cuties, or yeah, what are those? or easy peel. I think tangerines peel and satsumas brand. and stuff like that. You don't know what you don't know what I'm talking about with that, do you? Of course, I know what a tangerine is. Satsuma, sat- no, uh, sounds like a sumo wrestler. Satsuma, <laughs> satsuma oranges. Um, but there you go. You know, it's like those <laughs> yes. are like uh, satsumas, kind of like di- a little bit different to a tangerine. Mm. Um. But yeah, going back to apples, Bram- <laughs> Bramley, they just make cooking apples and they were like, that was, 
that was a new variety they they've they cultivated yeah and it's it's uncommon over here but it's it's less uncommon than a cox i mean no one would know what the heck a cox was yeah you know yeah no no yeah but bramley maybe because you know it's like oh yeah i use them to make pies and stuff you know like mr kipling's that being said you know it's kind of like bramley apple pie like when you go to when you go to here's another difference Right. When you go to H-E-B over here, that's our local grocery store. Yeah. When you go to H-E-B and you go to the apple section, there's like a billion different types of apples to choose yeah, the, from. Yeah. The, the, and you did not. There is in the UK too. You no. Get like you don't John have a Golds bill- and. You don't have like a billion choices though. I don't I mean, remember I think there being. May- maybe not. I don't know. We'd have to go back. That's one. <laughs> We'd have to go <laughs> back and see. We have to go back just to look at the apples. Just to look at the apples. Just <gasps> go to the grocery store and look at the apples and see what's going on. No, that's one criticism. Not not to do with just the produce, but um, but with all of the grocery store as a whole. Um, I've heard British people say there's too much choice in American grocery stores. It's too much choice. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, oh, there's too much choice. It's just like, like what? So, but yeah, I've been I've to the bi- but I've been to the biscuit aisle in Britain and it's the same thing. It's just it's just different. It's too much stuff. choice in all the wrong things. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. like biscuits and and um what else? Jams. Mm. and uh i'm trying to think of and chocolate yeah you know that's fine you can have too much choice in that you know but <laughs> all like well cereal we don't apparently we don't have too much choice in like sugary cereals no there wasn't too I, much choice in ice cream either i remember going yeah, oh there's not that, there's not that many flavors yeah, no, to ice, choose from yeah no because i think it's it's all to do with regulation and then the eu regulation was like yeah there's a lot of stuff in there that you know in not like us ice cream that's not good it's like that's why you only have strawberry and chocolate pop tarts instead of cookie dough flavor and brown sugar fruit cinnamon loops. and <laughs> fruit loops and because there's just so much like dyes and e numbers yeah. and whatever mm. and the thing is that could all change now that and it, that was one of the th- things i said when brexit happened i was like yeah the, if they do a trade deal with the u.s all that stuff is going to flood the UK market. Yeah. UK is suddenly going to become too much choice. Yeah. You know? mm. But yeah, I mean, with our rant over now. Yeah. About, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on back yeah. on topic to the produce. Mm. I mean, courgette versus zucchini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking wor- just words now. Like words, yeah. I mean, <laughs> could- <laughs> I mean, they're they're all members of the squash family on native but you, to but, Central America. But at the same time, you guys don't use the word squash, do you? No, because squash to us is a is a cordial. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a game, which is badminton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'll oh, shuttlecock. I think they call it or oh, badminton. Uh, I think squash here. Oh, I don't know. No, I think we call it. Um, oh, what do we call it? It's the one where you hit the ball against the wall, right? Yeah, what do you call racket it? Ball. Racket ball. Racket ball, I guess. Yeah, yeah. racket ball. Um, we call it squash for some reason. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got to go to the squash court now and take out my, um, <laughs> you know, frustrations on. <sighs> and you know, got to go to the squash court. Then I'm going to have a pint of squash. <laughs> yeah, and it's like orange At the squash court. I'm going to have a pint of squash. Yeah, an orange squash. What do you so? What do you guys call yellow squash then? You just don't have yellow squash in Britain, do you? I don't know. I mean, surely we call it yellow courgette. 
a yellow Courgette. In my yellow courgette. <laughs> tell I don't us know why I thought some, of that. Tell us some more about squash while I quickly look up oh, yellow squash. I mean, courgettes, zucchinis, they're all members of the squash family and they're all nat- native to Central and South America where they were cultivated for thousands of years before European colonization. The plant eventually found its way to Europe sometime around the end of the 15th century where it became zucchini in Italy and courgette in France. And a great surge of Italian immigrants between 1880 and 1920 to the U.S. came to start a new life, bringing their zucchini with them. Because zucchini was easy for non-Italian speakers to say, nobody tried to anglicize it. Okay. And the name stuck. Yeah. While the courgette is a relatively modern food phenomenon in Britain. In fact, there's no record of it existing in the United Kingdom prior to the 1930s. Courgette is, of course, a French loan word. And at first entered the Oxford English Dictionary in 1931. And so, yeah. And when I just looked up what is yellow squash called in the UK. What did you find? Well, it didn't come up, first of all. But I, but it did come up, what is yellow squash called in England? And it says this vegetable, this vegetable is called a courgette in the UK. Both words mean the little squash. The little squash. <laughs> the little squash. Yeah. So, yeah. You just call just a little squash. So yellow, green, whatever. It's all called courgette. Courgette, like, yellow, green. Oh, there's another one, isn't there? Well, we have like calabasa, but I think yeah, that's and you have like spaghetti a squash as well, and butternut squash. Oh, there's squash. so many squashes. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of squashes. What did they, I mean? Central and South America. What what were they putting in the soil to make this stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm not a big squash fan. No, yeah, you're not for some reason. I'm not. I mean, I find it, it's very kind of like you have to put a ton of salt and pepper and seasonings on it to make it taste of anything. Oh, it's so good. And to me, it's very watery. Like, I'm cooking with it. I may as well, you know, that stuff has got so much water in it. You know, it's like... Yeah, I don't like it. It winds me up. Dominic's always going on about the amount of water in squash. Put that on the list. Yeah, (laughs) always going on about Cox's Pippins, the lack of Cox's Pippins, and the the amount of water in squash. Um, yeah, no, I'm just quickly looking up butternut squash in, apparently it's common in Australia and New Zealand, but I don't see anything about... I remember I had a tin of soup in my larder, my pantry at home in the UK, and it was like a butternut squash soup, and I'd never heard of butternut squash, so I didn't Okay, yeah. I think my dad must have... There's, there's over 800 varieties of butternut squash cultivated in the UK today, okay? So so there we go. So it does End exist. of story. It does <laughs> exist, yes. Yeah. I mean, but something you don't find over here too much of is watercress or gardencress, do you? Yeah, no, and you guys love watercress sandwiches. Watercress, egg and cress sandwiches. And I'm not sure what watercress is. Do you know it's, what? What do we call it in America? It's one of the oldest known leaf vegetables consumed by humans. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Watercress and many of its relatives, such as gardencress, mustard, radish, and wasabi, are noteworthy for their piquant flavors. Okay. So it's part of like it's the mustard. It's a bit spicy. Yeah, because my dad used to have like, you know, you used to get these like little like um, pots that you'd stick on your windowsill and they'd grow stuff. And he used to grow watercress there. Or maybe it was just gardencress, but I think it was watercress because there was water. I seem to remember there was lots of water in it. And, you know, he'd pick some of that off to put on a sandwich or put in something, like in a soup or something. And if you just ate that raw, it's kind of spicy. 
It and th- it, you know, it doesn't look like it. It looks like a, like um, yeah. like a salad. It thrives well, in, it, co- in yeah. cool flowing streams. So it's called watercress also in America, which just mm. tells you that it's not really that popular over here because yeah. I've never seen, I've never been like shopping around the grocery store and gone, oh, watercress. Yeah. Egg and cress sandwiches are like huge in the UK. Like um, you, you'd usually get them like at a party or something like that, you know, where they're going to, or a wake or something. Oh, yeah. Know, you know, something that's like required, like with those little finger sandwiches, you know, like little roast beef and mustard and then egg and cress. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be like a platter. Mm-hmm. And I was always, and I don't like egg and, you know, mixing it with cress isn't going to make it any better for me. But yeah, my dad used to like egg and cress sandwiches. So. Oh, yeah. Um, Another one, well, garden cress is, a, is similar. You can grow that in your garden. It doesn't need as much water, but, you know. Oh, yeah. It's quite, I mean, it grows all over the UK. I think there's a place in Somerset, or I think it's Somerset, that's like the capital of watercress. <laughs> and they've even got the, everything's named after watercress or something. <sighs> yeah. Um. Parsnips is another vegetable you don't really... No, no, I was just looking them up. Um, Yeah, we don't... It's a... It's related to the carrot. (laughs) But... And and parsnips... It's white, like like the carrot. Actually, funnily enough, the carrot, the original carrot is white, isn't it? But we don't... Yeah. They genetically modified that to make it orange to distinguish it from... A turnip or something? A root. A root. <laughs> a root, because it will no, root I, vegetable. I genuinely think that I remember learning somewhere that they did it just because it was more appealing, just because it looked nicer to I eat. I suppose. You know? so. I mean, parsnips, when cooked, you can eat them raw, but, you know, they're like carrots, but when they're cooked, they become a bit sweet. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you can, like, cut them up. And I mean, I think they're, carrots they're, do, too, really. Yeah, but on their own. Mm. I think you have to, like something in with carrots you need to make i don't know no parsnips are much sweeter i think oh yeah hmm. it's almost like a honey flavor to oh them. really because you know when you can like um, roast them mm-hmm. in the oven with a little bit of butter and it's just kind of like you know you, you cut into them in a sunday roast and it's like oh it's, it's quite sweet and delicious yeah you know? Huh. I but don't think yeah. I've I don't think I've eaten them. I don't remember eating we, them. When we had we've, we've had a couple of Sunday roasts in the UK, and I don't know if you did. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean the Swede. No, yeah, the Swede, Swede which is a rutabaga. Wasn't big on Swede. Sweden mashed turnip wasn't a big hit for you, no. No. Um, black currants, though, you like you like the flavor of black currants. Don't you? I mean, it's okay. I don't dislike. Even it. though the federal government banned them in 1911. In yeah, America, you in mean. America, yeah, the federal <laughs> yeah. government—that's that's the federal government. Yeah, they banned them in 1911 because of the timber industry, because they apparently they they play host to oh, some yeah. disease that completely screwed up pi- white pine. Yeah, and white pine was big at that time, and now it's not really because I mean they they stopped the the ban in '66. Apparently they relaxed oh. it, but of course most of the states kept it. Because it was good for the like logging industry or whatever, you know. To, yeah, it was in their favor, and it's it's. But it's some people go, oh, you know, because of that, everything kind of like you know the black current was forgotten in the in the U.S. Yeah, everybody forgot about them, and does and I wager to bet less than one percent of the population has eaten the black current. Yeah. I mean, even though they're starting to, you know, the farmers are starting to get back into growing them now, you know. 
So, you know, it's just a kind of like the grape candy in the U in the US is the black currant candy in the UK. Yeah, and they're not they're not comparable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean they're not comparable, no, no. because it's like that that that's you know, because I mean I don't know how to describe the, the flavor for somebody who's never had a black currant actually. I mean it's not really like it's not like grape. No. Absolutely not. Because when I came over here and I it's had a similar I color. had a grape skittle or something once, I was just like, what the that is awful. <laughs> and it's funny because in the UK, nobody really likes the, the blackcurrant flavor ones either. Yeah. You know, even though people drink Ribena and they love Ribena. Yeah. Which is like um, where 90% of the British blackcurrant crop goes to is Ribena. Do you just get blackcurrants like you get raspberries or something? They can you grow just wild. get them and eat them? You can grow, they can grow wild. Yeah, you can, yeah. No, I mean, like, would you go to the grocery store and just go, oh, let's get some black currants to just, like, munch I, on, like, I, grapes or something? I've never done that. Yeah. No, but, you know, it's like they've always, black currant jam, black currant yeah. squash, you know? Yeah. Europe but, but is... You, but you personally have never just had one. I've never, I've never had one from the grocery store. I've had one wild, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they grow wild all over the place. So we've got a few other name differences here, like eggplant versus aubergine. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the eggplant name... I mean, aubergine is obviously a... Um, a color. <laughs> it's a color. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's purple. Yeah. In, in French. And it's a loan word. An eggplant is apparently came from... Because, oh, it looks like goose eggs or something, you know? Oh, uh, the shape the of shape it. Yeah, of it has yeah. to do with the shape of it, yeah. Yeah, so they decided, oh, it's the eggplant. Over mm-hmm. here, you know, arugula versus rocket. Yeah, we say arugula, you say rocket. Yeah, Same no, I always though. say rocket, and when I mean to say arugula, <laughs> over here, and people because people don't know. Yeah, can you can you give me some rocket lettuce on that? No. Yeah, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> Getting into weird stuff. Here. And you said rutabaga is sweet. I'm not. I guess I've never had rutabaga over here. Then. Because it's not very common over here. It's not really, it's not very rutabaga, common. But everybody knows that word, rutabaga. I think it's just fun to say. <laughs> like like rhubarb is another thing, is another fruit that's not common over here that's yeah. in Britain. That's, I mean. Rhubarb is so good. I th- I don't know how, how common it is, but I did, I have seen it in Walmart. So it's not uncommon, you know, for them to carry it in Walmart. It's It's like, it's not uncommon, I guess. It's just not something that I had ever eaten before I went to Britain. Yeah. You know, so so like you said with the avocados, like you never you you didn't eat them, so you didn't look for them in the grocery store. So mm. like I, I was never looking oh, do they have rhubarb here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Yeah, because I think I've seen it in yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean like rhubarb and custard and rhubarb pie. And it's not like a flavor like that. No, not they like usually do strawberry rhubarb over here because they're like, oh, Mix some strawberries in it so they'll eat it. It is got to be a bit sweeter. Yeah. You know, we, we like we like our sugar in America. <laughs> we need sweet things. Yeah, it's a whole different episode of the podcast. Though. Cilantro versus coriander, coriander in yeah. Britain. Um, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, I mean you can you can get when you if if you cilantro guys cook, is the Spanish word for coriander. It's coriander. Yeah. It's it's coriander all over the world. Yeah. Um, but cilantro here because. You know, and it's funny because, you know, a, a few people say, oh, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't know why they call it cilantro. Well, if you what I was going to say is if you cook and you have used, you know, re- if you've made recipes that call for 
coriander, you're familiar with the word coriander. Yeah. Because they call it coriander when you get it in a spice. Like they don't go, oh, yeah. cilantro, and you go and get like a little a little um, jar of cilantro. It's yeah. coriander, you know. Yeah, because it can be a herb and a spice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the dish soap thing. People think in the leaves taste like soap. Yeah. I never got that. It's <laughs> yeah, kind of, it's, 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 it's a, it's a distinctive smell and a distinctive flavor. But for me, it's never kind of like, oh, it tastes like soap. Yeah. You know, it's they just... say soap or um, here, I don't know if you guys have the brand, so it won't translate if not. But um, I've also heard people say it tastes like Pledge, Lemon Pledge, pledge which is a furniture uh, furniture polish, yeah. Furniture, furniture. Yeah, we have pledge in the UK. Furniture yeah. polish, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people say, oh, it tastes like pledge. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, Neither it's pledge a gen- nor soap to it's me. It's a so. genuine thing, apparently. It's just like some people's taste buds. I thought, it pledge, translates I thought, I thought into. pledge was ginger. Yeah, I don't people know. Said, people said ginger tastes like Maybe, pledge. Maybe, yeah. Um, Romaine versus cos lettuce. Yeah. I cause they think it's because in the UK it's because, <laughs> it's, because <laughs> it's because they were it was uh um imported from the Greek island cause. Oh you know? yeah. So maybe that's yeah. where it started. And Romaine, it was like, oh, because it's a Roman thing. Oh, you know? that's funny, yeah. yeah. They're close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like you have a bunch of things on the list that um you can find in Britain and not really in America. I could not find anything yeah, that I you could find, find in America but not really in Britain. What about mangoes? You have yeah, mangoes? Yeah. It's just I a, know for a fact the that stuff there were things the stuff that I was not... like, Oh, I don't see this or that here, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. And if you Google it, you don't find it. So if you've been to Britain and you've been looking for some produce that we have readily available in America and you've not been able to find us, tell us what that is. Because there's nothing I can think of. Yes. Nor Google. Tell us what it is. (laughs) So anyway. Anyway. Thank you guys so much. We've taken up more of your time than you should need. (laughs) No, they do. They need it. They do. They, you need <laughs> us, don't you? Yes. To get you through the long summer oh nights. God, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much, as always, for tuning in. We really appreciate your support. Be sure to check us out on social media. We are at T-Buddy, T-E-A-B-U-T-T-Y, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>